Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Do you guys remember a time when you didn't show up to Zoom meetings in your sweatpants for a client meeting? A time when you had to go to a car dealership to buy a car? God, how terrible was that? The last two cars I've purchased have been online purchases. I bought a car from across the country. Actually, both times they were from across the country. One on the far side of the East Coast, and I bought one car from Texas. And I flew to the East Coast to pick up the one car, and the Texas car I had delivered to my house. What an extraordinary time to be alive to buy a car. Well, before this thing called the COVID pandemic, these types of opportunities didn't exist. They weren't really on our radar. Yeah, you could buy a car and have it shipped to you, but nobody was really doing it. But then the world shut down. We all took a break and all of our lives were changed and companies began to fill that void, fill the need that we had so we could stay at home, so we could sit on our butts and that we could be safe. Well, a lot of us hungered down and we, we did our part to try to stop the curve and stop the spread of COVID. And now it's just become the rhythm of our life. We don't want to go back into the office. We want to continue just doing Zoom meetings in our sweatpants. We don't want to go to a car dealership. We want to buy a car online and have it shipped to us. And in the midst of these opportunities, the things that rose from the ashes of the COVID crisis, certain companies filled that void. And the entrepreneurs behind those companies became extraordinarily rich in a very quick time. That is what we're going to be talking about today. The rise and the fall of 58 individuals during the COVID pandemic crisis. 58 people became billionaires for the first time during COVID. Normally on this show, on My Millennial Investor, we talk about investing ideas. We talk about ways in which you can make money. We address how to make money in an up and a down market, no matter what's going on. But today, I thought it'd be interesting to look back at these 58 individuals that made extraordinary wealth, because I think if we're being honest, we'd all like to become a billionaire one day. Actually, I wouldn't. I don't want to be a billionaire. I want to be like a multi-multi-millionaire, but not a billionaire. I think, I think it brings too much scrutiny. Anyway, we all want to become financially independent, at least. So on today's show, we're going to look at the rise and the fall of COVID billionaires. You're listening to My Millennial Investor, the show where I search the financial world for the most up-to-date investment ideas, market trends, and income streams, so you don't have to. I'm your host, Nick Bradley. Let's get into it. So think back to that time. Think back to that time when you didn't wear sweatpants and you weren't purchasing cars online from a place called Carvana.com. That time when you weren't paying attention to names like Pfizer and Moderna or Johnson & Johnson or AstraZeneca or whoever was creating the vaccine that you were interested in. And a little less than three years ago, COVID has changed so much of how we do things. It's changed our lives from how we work. It's changed our lives from how we play. It's changed our lives from how we go out. Do people go out? I don't go out, but I hear people still go out. It's changed how we educate our kids. If you've been listening to the show, you might know that I have a five-year-old and in America, when you have a five-year-old, you typically send them to kindergarten, but my kid hasn't really seen other kids in a couple of years. Like he has, you know, last year, but there was like a two-year stint where he was 
Uh, he had no social ability. He was no social kids. It was just like him and he had no sharing process. He had no fighting process. He had no kicking the shin process. So now I'm not sure he's ready to go to kindergarten for five days a week for, I don't know, six hours a day and sit in a classroom. I don't want his teacher to call me and say, hey, your kid's supposed to be sitting in his desk, but instead he's climbing the walls. COVID has changed our lives. But as much as it changed how we might educate our kids, it changed 58 entrepreneurs extremely because those 58 people became billionaires during the COVID crisis. Think about this. The rollout of Moderna's vaccine propelled scientist Stephanie Barcel. I think I'm pronouncing that right. Stephanie Barcel had a lot of Moderna stock. I think that was probably her uh, compensation pay. And Stephanie made, listen to this, $15 billion as the shares from Moderna went up 2,400%. Like, I knew they had a good run. But maybe I wasn't paying attention enough because 2,400% is a heck of a rise for Moderna. You guys know who started Zoom? His name is Eric Wan. He was denied a visa eight times before moving from China to America. Starts this company called Zoom. We all start using Zoom to stay at home and to do cocktail hours and to do work and to do business. Well, Eric, after moving from China to America, made $29 billion on Zoom video. I mentioned these guys earlier, the father-son duo behind Carvana. Those dudes made $32 billion. $32 billion, like just them, not their company. Those two dudes made $32 billion during the COVID pandemic. The rise and subsequent slump of these 58 COVID-made billionaires were sharper than any of the other 131 members of the Bloomberg Billionaire Index. Some of these 58 people are no longer billionaires. That's the spoiler alert. We're going to take a look at these strange financial times that spawned extraordinary fortunes and now extraordinary declines. Kim Forrest, who's the founder of an investment firm in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, which is right down the road from me, she talks about and has a good quote in this Bloomberg article that says, these people, these billionaires, were filling a niche that was desperately needed to be solved. Investors were looking for growth and there was no growth except for work from home. The comparison group of other billionaires includes many beneficiaries of the fiscal rock bottom interest rates, she continues. Think of Elon Musk and Tesla. Elon became the world's richest person during COVID because as rates became incredibly cheap, everyone started buying Teslas. Mayahoshi Soen leveraged technology bets. Sam Bankman-Fried, the founder of FTX, that I don't want to say the word on air. Anyway, SBF. The 30-year-old crypto mogul, crook, some might say. He wrote a rally in everything from Bitcoin to bored apes and now to prison. But none of these ultra-wealthy entrepreneurs have proven immune to the collective effort of global banking hikes. The Fed giveth and the Fed taketh away. As central banks began to raise interest rates, a lot of these zombie companies, if you will, zombie companies is a company that is built up in propped up because of extremely cheap interest rates. And now as the interest rates are rising around the globe, a lot of these companies are falling out of favor. Most of them never should have hit the rates that they did. We're going to talk about Zoom here in a second. Zoom went out of control. It was a one shot, one hit wonder. All it did was provide video for people to connect at home. And many applications already had this, like 
if you have Gmail from Google, you already had video built into your suite. But Zoom was a catchy name, a catchy brand, and the stock went crazy. But now, if you still own the stock, you're not particularly happy. So as the global banks are all raising rates currently, and rates are much higher than they were a couple years ago, many of these billionaires have begun to fall. The fortunes most closely linked to the pandemic have crumbled at breathtaking pace, rivaled by only other once-in-a-generation I like how people say once in a generation, because this once in a generation event happened in 2008, and now they're talking about a once in a generation in 2023. That's not a generation. That's 13 years apart. Okay, 15 years apart, but who's counting? The point is, you shouldn't be saying once in a generation if it's happening once every couple decades. So let's take a look at these billionaires. Stephanie Bunsell, the CEO of Moderna, scientist, extraordinaire, 15 billion peak net worth during COVID. His net worth as of October 2022, 3.7 billion. He has lost 75% of his net worth since the peak in COVID. Probably a good thing he didn't sell at the peak because Moderna's stock would have fallen even more. But just think about that. 15 billion now down to 3.7 billion. The France-born Barcel was just another scientist investor toiling in the labs of Cambridge, Massachusetts when COVID-19 descended and changed his life. The 50-year-old became a billionaire in early 2020 on signs his mRNA-based research vaccine would work against COVID. By August 2021, hundreds of millions of people had received the shot. The company's shares were at an all-time high and his net worth skyrocketed. Eric Wan, chairman and CEO of Zoom, we just talked about. Peak net worth during COVID, $28.6 billion. And as of October 2022, $4.6 billion. Listen, you don't feel sorry for people, right? Uh, you went from $28 billion to $4.6. You still have $4.6 billion. However, dude's down 84% of his net worth. That is a lot. Juan founded Zoom in 2011, inspired in part by challenges of repeatedly traveling 10 hours to see his girlfriend, now wife. Zoom is a love story. I, that's great. I love a love story. Everyone loves a love story, right? Dude, dude invented a billion-dollar company because he wanted to see his girlfriend more often. That is so sweet. He must not have had, like, FaceTime. Anyway, Zoom's valuation hit $1 billion in 2017, and as we all know, as the world was shutting down, Zoom became the go-to darling from cocktail hours to work and everything in between. Zoom shares soared up to $29 billion. But now with everything reopening and competitioning intensifying, momentum has stalled. Zoom has tanked, and the rest is history. Homeboy went from $28 billion to $4.6 billion. But here's a nice note. Last year, in 2022, he gave away one-third of his fortune. So, hey, it wasn't all loss. He gave a bunch away. Zoom. I'm falling more in love with this company by the minute. It's a love story, and he gave away a third of his fortune. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. 
They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Okay, let's move on. Carvana. Let's talk Carvana. Once the darling of how to purchase a car in America, now nearly bankrupt and gone. Ernie Garcia, who's a co-founder of Carvana, his peak net worth during COVID was $22 billion. His now current net worth is only four. What a sad story. He's down 82% from peak to trough. Carvana is this business that like wants to be a business, but I think went under the assumption of you have to spend money to make money. There's a hilarious clip in this show called uh, Parks and Rec, and this character Tom Aziz Anzari's character so he starts this company and he's just spending money and spending money and spending money. He brings in his friend, the accountant, and says, like, hey, I need you to figure out like what's going on. We're not making as much money as we can. And it turns out they're they're like getting these NBA players to just hang out at their club and they think they're gonna spend their way into making money. Well, Carvana was kind of the same way. Carvana basically single-handedly drove used car prices in America up 45%. They were buying people's cars, thinking that they could resell them at higher rates. And it just never happened. Apparently, Carvana lost $3,000 on every car that they sold. $3,000. But people, investors, not people, investors, well, I guess investors are people, loved the idea of a car vending machine on the internet. So the stock was going crazy. All the while, they're losing three grand per car. So it turns out Ernie Garcia is now only worth a measly $4 billion because his business isn't actually that good. Good idea, hard to execute. Have you heard of Copang? Obama Kim is the founder of Copang. He was worth $9 billion during COVID. Now he's only worth $3 billion. He's down 67%. Copang is dubbed the Korea Amazon. It's an e-commerce company, and it just made a bunch of money. Copang went to school at Harvard. He's a smart dude. He sees a good idea. He replicates it within his home country of Korea. But as investor sentiment turned against e-commerce firms, the sell-off was brutal, and he's now only worth $3 billion. What a loser. $3 billion. How do you even get by with that amount of money? Out of the 58 billionaires made during COVID, 26 have citizenship in Asia, 18 hail from the U.S. and Canada, and 10 are from Europe, and only two are female. The amount of economic good that these people have done for us is tremendous. However, they should not have been rewarded with billions of dollars in zombie-led companies as the Fed has proven. While the COVID billionaire's average net worth is still up substantially compared to the pandemic numbers, the outside gains have crumbled away. So they were already pretty rich. COVID made them extremely rich. They didn't sell quick enough, and now they're just still rich, rich. Wealth has retreated dramatically in all of these subgroups, led by the e-commerce phase. Assets that were there have fallen by 58% from peak to investor trough. This is a fun little stat. Of the 58, 
billionaires made. 14 were from stay-at-home businesses. 10 were from vaccines. 10 were from remote work. 8 were e-commerce. 8 were medical equipment. 6 were payment processing. And 2 people were chip manufacturer entrepreneurs. So what is our takeaway? 58 people became basically overnight billionaires. There is no such thing as an overnight billionaire. All of these people started their companies before the pandemic. They were just ripe and had the opportunity to make incredible wealth in the midst of the pandemic. Is the lesson that you should sell all of your shares at the peak? Yeah, but who knows when the peak is? I think the lesson is the average person around the world is living on $1.90 per day. There's incredible wealth to be made when you have the opportunities. And most of us who are listening to this podcast have opportunities. There are different ways in which we can be looking for different investments that we can find, different things that we can set scanners up to try to identify. But we are all in a position in which we have jobs, we have smartphones, we have podcast information that we can listen to. Billionaires can be made and billionaires can be unmade. As I said, the Fed giveth and the Fed taketh away, and we are in the midst of a bear market, a decline in markets. And in the middle of the decline of markets, when everything seems to be going terribly, 58 people became billionaires in that type of market in 2020. I think the upcoming looming recession in 2023, more people can make money as well. And if we stick to our investing strategy, if we stick to our plan, if we continue to dollar cost average into great investments into low cost passive index funds, we will look back in 10, 20, 30 years at 2022 and 2023 and say, thank you, my previous self for investing and staying the course during the tough, tough times. So stay the course, my friends, continue your investing strategy, continue dollar cost averaging and your future wealthy self will thank you for it. Because in the midst of terrible times, as Warren Buffett says, be greedy when others are fearful. You've been listening to My Millennial Investor, the show where I search the financial world for the most up-to-date investment ideas, market trends, and income streams, so you don't have to. I'm your host, Nick Bradley, and we'll see you next week. This podcast is produced and published by Oregon Trail Investor in the USA. All information is for entertainment purposes only. The brand My Millennial Investor is used under license.